1: All right, joining me now is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. We're going to talk about the FIFA World Cup. Good afternoon, uh, Richard. Jaz, I'm going to tell you
0: mm-hmm. my favorite pre Christmas song is by far the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler.
1: And there are four
0: versions of
1: it, Jazz.
0: Four? And it is for sure the greatest holiday song of them all.
1: It is an amazing holiday. And pre-Christmas.
0: Hanukkah is always pre-Christmas. it's
1: a pre-Christmas song. You're absolutely right. I was actually just listening to it or watching it uh, last week. It was already out, so it it was a lot of fun. But there's four versions? Yeah, there are
0: four versions. Updated with celebrities as they become more modern. So Vancouver's Seth Rogen makes it, and so does Toronto's Drake in the fourth version. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the more contemporary celebrities are mentioned in the later years, rather than some less contemporary celebrities uh, in the first version.
1: Ah, Okay. Well, speaking of uh, new versions or old versions, let's talk (laughs) about uh, BC Place for a second. As we all know, we'll be hosting FIFA's World Cup in 2026. Now, uh, at this point, Toronto and Vancouver, the two Vancouver, or sorry, ca- Canadian cities that will be hosting the games. It's a joint bid by uh, U.S., Mexico and Canada. Vancouver and Toronto share 10 games, so five games each, although there is talk of more games being added. Now, when the province said they're moving forward with it, uh, their general costs being discussed would be $240 to $260 million to host those five to six games here in Vancouver. Now, along the way, there was a guarantee of a grass playing field as well. some changes to the uh, venues and, and, and uh, training camps and that sort of thing. So but the general uh, cost was about 240 to 260 million dollars. a global audience. everybody said that's wonderful. Uh, now Richard uh, the Vancouver Sun reports there was a request for a proposal for a construction manager for, for BC Place. They want to add some they want to make some changes to BC Place prior to uh, those five games. Walk me through what you're hearing.
0: Yeah, so I've seen this RFP now and what uh, is being prescribed here, they're looking for someone to oversee the construction, as you mentioned, and some of the things they're looking at for BC Place and their requirements for the World Cup are additional VIP suites at BC Place A new uh, retail location in the main area and a lot of stadiums and baseball parks and arenas all over the world, including uh, Rogers Arena, you have a team store. There's a requirement here to put a retail location at BC Place. One currently doesn't exist uh, to that extent. Uh, There are requirements around BC's Accessibility Act uh, to add extra elevators uh, to the facility. They must have more washrooms and improve food court concessions. How much all of that will cost is unclear. I just got a statement from the province. I requested more information knowing that you and I were going to have an opportunity to chat here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what they sent me, the only dollar figure attached to this, Jazz, is the belief that it is going to bring in $1 billion to Vancouver's tourism economy hosting the World Cup, but no descriptor in terms of what they are expecting all of this to cost. Uh, We know that when renovations have previously been done at BC Place, they come in at a pretty hefty price tag. We had the major renos made for the 2010 Games and then additional revenues made uh, for the Women's World Cup. So the last set of renovations back in 2011, uh, post-Olympics, were $514 million. Uh, Those satisfied some of the hosting requirements. The other thing that's important here that the province said is that they continue to have site checks with officials from FIFA. The province has not signed any guarantees with FIFA in terms of contract about what will be delivered. But with these site checks, they continue to say, oh, well, we need this, we need that. We know there's also gonna have to be a replacement for the field. There's a requirement to have a grass field instead of a turf one for the World Cup. There actually has to be a second backup field as well. So when you add up all these things, the costs add up. The question is who's on the hook, right? Mm -hmm. Billion dollars is great. But that's not going directly into the provincial coffers. The statement also mentions the expectation is the federal government will be a partner here as well to help provide additional funds. But again, how much? We know that the federal government will likely have to pay for some of these other costs. Is the province going to be on the hook for the security costs associated with an event like this, which will be huge? So those should be big questions people ask. I think it's exciting FIFA's coming to Vancouver. But Premier Horgan was reluctant originally about the costs. Something turned in his brain around that, Uh, and now uh, British Columbians have the right to know what an event like this is going to cost before we start... Uh, spending all this money on improving the stadium, bringing grass, and making all those other changes that are needed to host a World Cup game.
1: Yeah, I mean we are invested now. So when I look at this list, uh, a VIP suites are thinking, okay, well maybe in the future that's more suites that they can be sold and rented out, sure. which means the you know the Pavco um, can can make more revenue. BC Place can more make more revenue. Elevators uh, for accessibility, always a great thing. It is an older stadium, more washrooms. No one's going to complain about that. So some of these things, you know, they're not offensive. It's not like you're replacing a roof and doing major engineering work, but you know it's not. It's still very significant. I guess at the, at the end of the day, you got to ask ourselves if the cost is two hundred and forty to two sixty to host. Uh, those five or six games, and there may be more games as well because uh, FIFA's added 24 extra games for the whole tournament. Um, the question is, where is this money coming from? Uh, do you think there's any reluctance in the, on the part of the NDP? Because initially I remember I was in the in, um, uh, in question period and I brought up the issue when they initially said no and I had gotten a tip, and I think the minister was quite shocked when we started asking <laughs> questions at that time. Uh, but they, they, as you said, they did change their mind.
0: Yeah, she was shocked in the scrum afterward, too. You caught her off guard with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the province is fully invested in this now. Uh, there has been a huge push from the tourism sector. Uh, there was a huge push internally led by ministers uh, Mike Farnworth and Rob Fleming, noted soccer fans, about the value of having an event like this in Vancouver. Uh, it continues to put Vancouver on the list as you know, world leaders in hosting international sporting events, mm-hmm. uh, we wouldn't be on that list if we weren't a, one of the the host uh, cities for a World Cup in North America. So mm-hmm. all of that is really important for Vancouver. But there's also a piece of accountability here. Like, where does the money come from? Pavco is a provincial entity. Most of these other venues uh, that will be hosting World Cup games are owned by billionaires who also own the local sports team. So when you're talking about the big football stadiums uh, and Roger and, and BMO place in Toronto, I think BMO place actually is harshly the provincial government. So let's put that to the side. But when you talk about these big stadiums in the U S those are owned by billionaires. So when they make the changes, they make them with their bottom line being considered because the more that they put in, the more they want to bring back in revenues and they can often do so with their NFL team or their major league soccer team or whoever else or their tenants concerts and things like that. The province is a different situation. They have the lions, not a huge revenue generator. Yes, big concerts can come through BC place, but those are only a handful a year. So there is a challenge obviously with revenues, white caps too. Again, revenues are a challenge. So where is that balance in terms of spending to draw tourism To bring the best in the world to celebrate soccer to create an incredible atmosphere while also ensuring that these are worthwhile investments to protect the taxpayer i think there's a balance to be had there i think again it's exciting the world cup is coming but you have to strike that balance around accountability. I think providing the numbers to bridge Clemens as soon as you can about what this will cost will be prudent for the government rather than to catch people off guard once all the
1: work is done. We are speaking to Global BC Legislative Reporter Richard Zussman. We're talking about uh, an RFP put out by BC Place. They're looking for uh, an. Um, a- construction manager uh, to manage um, basically some uh, changes to BC Place. Uh, They want to, uh, I guess, renovations to food court, washrooms, a banquet room, dressing rooms, an Edgewater lounge, the addition of merchandise store, premium entrance, uh, connecting the entrance between BC Place and the Park Hotel. Wow. Uh, And Casino, of course. So uh, they want a manager uh, that has overseen at least one project worth more than $50 million. Uh, The original estimates for the FIFA World Cup, here in Vancouver, was somewhere between 240 to $260 million with a guarantee that there would be a grass playing surface uh, at BC place as well, uh, among many other things. Uh, and people are wondering, is this just a blank check for FIFA? Cause as you know, these organizations, they come in and they always demand more and more. Give us a call on the open line. 604-280-9898. Let's go to George in Nanaimo. Hi George.
0: Have a good day.
1: Hi George. Can you hear us? Yeah. Hi Josh. Um, it just seems
0: to me every time we host these big events, and it all started with Expo 86, everybody saying we want to be a world class city and show ourselves to the world. The bottom line is that was the beginning of us becoming unaffordable, and we've never mm-hmm. looked back. As we continue to host these things, life just gets more and more expensive for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Well, the rich guys enjoy all the benefits of hosting the big events. Yeah. They make all the money,
1: we get stuck with the bill. George raises a very good point uh, in regards to just inviting the world. The problem is when you invite the world, the world arrives and it comes and stays and yeah. buys properties, and that is that is an ongoing issue in this city, and, and you can't get away from that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And as people see the splendor of Vancouver, they want to come here, and that's part of the balance: is that you attract people, they stay. Uh, pressure on uh, things like schools and housing and health care and all of that uh, makes life a little bit more unaffordable so there is a balance there to play when you get into this realm of being a world-class sports hosting city yeah i
1: mean and look at the story that you're working over tonight's news hour that i was just talking to chris galas with a pregnant woman is facing a 600 dollars rent hike when her baby is born or uh, will receive a 10-day eviction notice just because one more person has been added to the household. Can you believe that? Um, so that's part of the challenge. I mean, I, I mean, it, BC Place didn't cause that problem, uh, and it's a long-term uh, issue of supply that we didn't address for many years. Uh, but that's what you get when you invite the world as well. Uh, let's go to Carrie in Surrey. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Um, um, I
0: think spend the money, invest in this province, invest in this city. Uh, We've got to stop being no fun, Vancouver. I've had (laughs) it with that, label. Mm -hmm. And while you're at it, if you can ask that manager to fix the speakers
1: because I've got tickets to see the Rolling Stones in July. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kerry. I mean, there is one thing to be said with the, with that perspective is that we don't have billionaires that will build a 60,000-seat stadium unless you have like an NFL here or a Major League Baseball. So the provincial government has always you know, had paid for BC Place and it's still actually cheaper to upgrade it and repair and redo the roof the way the under the BC Liberals they did before the uh, Olympics. It's still cheaper to do that and then we should be investing in this because if we, without it, we wouldn't have a stadium.
0: Yeah, I, I spent the summer jazz touring the states going to baseball stadiums. And there are some amazing stadiums, and there are some not-so-incredible stadiums. And the BC Place experience is close to stacking up. It still has those massive taverns that exist uh, to go between sections. There are still some challenges with the concourse. But as we invest more, in essence, the bones are there, yes – It's a little bit older of a stadium, but they've done a really nice job at trying to upgrade it through the Olympics and the Women's World Cup. So we have a pretty good thing there to build on. So, you know, investing in that is probably pretty wise to ensure that the Rolling Stones come, Taylor Swift comes, and these other tours, as well as big events like this. So Kerry makes a good point. We want to get rid of that moniker of a no-fun city, and you do that by hosting big events and welcoming the world to come celebrate your city.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Richard,
0: thank you. My pleasure as always, Josh. Thanks for having me.